welcome to Black Bottom Saints with Alice Randall. I'm your host, Alice Randall. Each episode of this podcast will explore the life of a particular saint in the novel Black Bottom Saints, the rich history of Detroit's Black Bottom neighborhood, what the Detroit past has to tell us about the global future, and end with a cocktail recipe. This podcast is for people who have and have not read Black Bottom Saints. Each episode, we'll be talking about the play between history and fiction and how one informs the other. I hope a stop here is a little like meeting up with a talkative stranger in the lobby of Detroit's fabled Gotham Hotel. This week, I want to introduce you to the first saint of autumn, Tanya Blanding. In significant ways, this week will be different than other weeks. Autumn is a season known for brightly colored falling leaves, football tailgates, Halloween, back-to-school pictures, and growing darkness. It's a season many of us have begun to associate with warm, spicy drinks like pumpkin spice lattes or hot cider. For Ziggy, for Black Bottom, and for the book Black Bottom Saints, fall is the season of dread. It's the season when the beautiful tree outside the Gotham Hotel has lost all its leaves. Down south in Alabama, where many of the people in Black Bottom came from, autumn is cotton picking time, when little fingers and old fingers run blood from overwork on the cotton bowls. Autumn is, as Ziggy puts it, the season when you know what's coming next is harder than what is now. And it's the time when you watch what you have blow away. Like those leaves that first turn orange and yellow on the tree outside the Gotham, then just blew away. That's the season in which we find Tanya Blanding. Black Bottom Saints, the novel presents profiles of 61 saints divided into four seasons. The Saints of Summer, where the book starts, are the roots of the Black experience. The Saints of Winter are the saints who are one-person grid academies. The Saints of Spring get to pure thrive despite all obstacles. The Saints of Fall have the hardest losses and the most difficult lives. They are the saints who require us. And let me say that again. They require us to confront the tear-bringing truth that structural obstacles fueled by racism, classism, sexism, misogyny, homophobia, and other forms of organized hate and organized ignorant fear destroy lives, create tragedies, come at great cost to particular individuals and to whole communities. The saints of fall remind us that individual excellence cannot eclipse structural racism. The first saint of fall, the saint we are here to honor and celebrate today is Tanya Blanding. Tanya Blanding is a little girl who was shot down in her own home in the summer of 1967 by a Michigan state trooper. You don't get to move from trauma to transcendence, the central theme of Black Bottom Saints, if you are shot down at the age of four. There is nothing good about Tanya Blanding's death. It is a complete loss. I have tried and tried to find a single photograph of her and not come across a clear one. But we have photographs of her casket. We have photographs of her funeral. 
But where are the photographs of her playing, of her Sunday school, of her loving and living for those four years? Writing the Tanya Blanding chapter of Black Bottom Saints, I wanted to use the art of fiction to create a word portrait of Tanya Blanding. And I'd like to read that portrait to you. But first, I would like you, wherever you are, when you hear this, I would like you to say her name, Tanya Blanding. Tanya Blanding. Here's Ziggy describing her. Tanya was four and hungry for new surprises. She had seen the sun rise like a red ball of fire in the sky and her eyes had glowed brighter ever after. She had been surprised by that red circle, that big red circle where there usually was only blue and white. The surprises provoked a pleasant little buzz of girl joy. I know all of that because I know four-year-old girls taught platoons of them. Already she could jump double Dutch. I know because I had seen her on the street. She would walk down to the corner store and buy a nickel's worth of lime nowelators. Most girls chose strawberry and the boys chose grape, but she chose lime. I know this because she had agile fingers that folded the little squares of wax coated paper the hard green taffy came wrapped in into a striking green chain necklace that she wore around her neck. Most four-year-olds can't do that. Already she could sing a large repertory of Sunday school hymns. This little light of mine, Michael, row your boat ashore. He's got the whole world in his hands. She could already tell her favorite Bible stories. She liked the one about Adam and Eve because she thought it was funny and they were naked. The grapevine told me that. That's the end of Ziggy's telling. Let me pick up. Tanya Blanding was killed at 1756 Euclid Street. That's a street my real life cousins, David and Keenan lived on Euclid. She was killed a few blocks from them in Detroit on July 26, 1967. She weighed 40 pounds. She was about 40 inches tall and was four years old. I'm not going to tell you more about her death on the podcast because I want to use this space to call for us to say her name and to remember her defined by her beauty and significance and power. In the novel, I call out the systemic violence and violent policing that leads to her death. Here, now, on this podcast, I want to celebrate her, that imaginative girl, that creative playmate, that loving daughter. And this moment, I want to think about Brianna Taylor. Remember that she had a fabulous black jacket that she wore with swagger. And the words on the back of her jacket were, wake, pray, slay. And when she said slay, she meant be beautiful. And that she wanted to form an all-girl car group. I'm not even sure what that is, but I'm intrigued by it and I want to know more, but we can't know more because she was killed. She was slayed in a different way. She was slayed with actual violence, not with beauty. And there is so little we now know about Sandra Bland, except allegedly she killed herself after a tragic and unjust traffic stop say her name. 1967 is when Tanya Blanding was killed. The Say Her Name movement launched in 2014 with a hashtag, Say Her Name. 
Tanya Blanding. Tanya Blanding was four in 1967. The next year, 1968, she would have started elementary school. This fall, as I reread the Tanya Blanding chapter, I think of my novel Rebel Yell that opens with a portrait of Carol Rosamond Robertson, a 14-year-old girl murdered along with three other girls in the 1963 Birmingham church bombing. Carol was a schoolgirl who participated in science club, Girl Scouts. Fall is a time of back to school. When I think of Tanya Blanding and Carol Robertson and how their school days were ended in Tanya Blanding's case before they even started and in Carol Robertson's case way too soon. It speaks loudly to me that in the fall of 2021, there is a thing we can do to honor them that is more than saying their name. It is fighting the national bans that are occurring on the teaching of the history of their deaths. Attacks on critical race theory are attacks on telling the truth, are attacks on the knowing of history, are attacks on the use of intellect to curb bigotry, are new attacks on Tanya Blanding. Eight states, including my home state of Tennessee, have passed legislation intending to outlaw the teaching of critical race theory. These states, in addition to Tennessee, are Idaho, Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa, New Hampshire, Arizona, and South Carolina. What you need to know, these laws make it impossible to thoughtfully and intelligently discuss the children's book, The Watsons Go to Birmingham, or my novel, Black Bottom Saints, or Rebel Yell. These laws are muzzle laws aimed at teachers by people who claim to value small government, but every day prove they want to control more and more aspects of the private lives of individual Americans, but particularly black and brown women, from how they teach in their classroom to whether or not they can have an abortion. To honor Tanya Blanding, we must fight these oppressive legislations that would prohibit future generations from understanding all the forces that converged on that street called Euclid to kill her. Plain and simple fighting for the right to tell the story embedded in the fiction Black Bottom Saints is a necessary path to a better future than the past. It is often said in Black Bottom and in the world today that those who forget their past are doomed to repeat it. I'm glad I hid in plain sight the history embedded in Black Bottom Saints in a novel that takes the form of a Saints Day book because maybe it makes the history I'm telling harder to find because we are approaching new eras of book burning and journalist suppression. Those who do not understand how power is working or lie about how power works are afflicting and sometimes mortally afflicting others. The libation for the feast day of Tanya Blanding is a lemonade that is not sweet enough for a child, is a taste of bitter loss and a taste of innocence rising victorious. It is an insistence on remembering the bright beauty of the child Tanya, of the child Carol when we have forgotten the names of the men who have killed them. 
libation for the feast day of Tanya Blanding, the girl walk. Fill a large mixing glass, two thirds full crushed ice. Then add one tablespoon of sugar, one lemon juiced, soda water, fruit for garnish, stir. Drain into a lemonade glass. Dress with fruit and serve. Pray. After that one, you need to pray. Thank you for joining the Black Bottom Saints podcast. I'm your host, Alice Randall. Next week on the podcast, we will be meeting the inimitable Charles Diggs Sr. Until then, keep zagging with Ziggy and always remember, joy is radical, even in the hard weeks. This podcast was produced by Chelsea Crowell and Aaron McNeil. The theme from Black Bottom Saints was written and recorded by Lewis York. Nashville Women Blues was recorded by Reese Palmer and written by Bessie Smith. The novel Black Bottom Saints is published by Amistad, HarperCollins, and is available at your favorite bookstore and on Audible. Find out more at alicewindle.com.